Is that a bit or was that actually the start? <laughs> I did a right eye blink, actually. Uh, it was okay. left for okay, me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Say Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. If you didn't wear green, uh, next time I see you too, I'm going to pinch you. I had to go out and buy something, so I just don't own green clothing. I, I yeah, wear same. green. I have green shoes. This and... is literally the only green thing I own is this green stripe on this hoodie. That's I it. have green shoes. I bought a green. I bought like a like a retro vintage like soccer shirt that was green as well. It's pretty cool. Oh, God, so I was set. I was covered. Can't mm-hmm. pinch me more than I pinch myself. So. Um, oh, my God. I'm not even in frame. Hang on. And I pinch myself. In frame? to let myself know that I'm not dreaming that yes I am on the fake racers podcast that is me the creed poster's gone oh it fell down yeah. it's, it's over there say, no it's over in the mess it's over yeah. there I haven't gestures at the mess minute, so um yeah, yeah speaking of luck the Irish I won another BMX race so that was nice. cool. yeah um, hell yeah and then the racing gods decided that was one too many good things for me this week um, okay understand because uh Joe, what's like the worst experience you've ever had as a sports fan? Like, I'm thinking of oh, God, that Michigan State game. You're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones. So, uh, Supercross this weekend. Uh, <laughs> last week it was awesome because Ken Roxon won and everybody was stoked for him and nobody thought it was going to happen and it was like cool. Suzuki's mm. got their first win since 2016. And then this week. We were setting up for uh, a pretty awesome thing because Aaron Plessinger, who's still yet to win a 450 race and has kind of struggled, was having the race of his life. Uh, got second on the start, got by Adam Cianciarillo after lap and checked out, just left the whole field, had Chase Sexton covered by seven seconds. Sexton closed it down to three. Plessinger opened it back up to four. It was over. And then literally... With a lap and three corners to go, Plessinger hooked his boot on a rut, supermaned off the back of the bike, and piled it up. <laughs> and uh, the way it happened live was they were filming Sexton, who was in second, and then you heard the whole crowd react. And I was like, there's no way that what just happened, what I think happened, happened. And then they cut to Aaron Plessinger laying over a tough block, his bike steaming because he blew up the radiator from it. Oh my God. And uh, my roommate and I are massive Aaron Plessinger fans. And uh, Joe, you know that that Michigan state game, the one yes, I'm talking I, about. I, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, thank you, you know, for saying it again. You know, that famous shot though, of that guy in the stands, just like, yes, that was literally me for 10 minutes. I did that exact <laughs> thing. I was just in genuine disbelief. Literally the worst I've felt after a race or a sporting event since the 2011 Coke 600. So <laughs> I just like sat on the floor for 20 minutes afterwards. I was like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go cry. So that yeah. happened. Everyone has a sports one. Hey, that's what sports yeah. is all about, though. Is um being horribly and horrifically traumatized by the things that the people you enjoy watching do your do the sport you like do. Yeah. You know? I, like I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely almost got emotional when they cut to Plessinger after the race, and he's on the side of the track, visor blown off his helmet, lost his goggles, steam pouring out of his bike, and he is just crying his eyes out. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's kind of a freak thing to happen, right? Like that's not. It was just like it, the the what he said. Basically, every time he had been taken that corner, he had been sitting down, putting one foot down, and just digging into a rut. And he had a four second lead and he was like the one time I just took it standing up so I could 
take it a little slower, but be set up for the jump right after it, caught his boot and launched him off the back of the bike. Why you don't fix so. something if it ain't broke. Yep. So. Yeah, pain. Uh, <laughs> these, things, these things happen. You know. So that was my Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Logano. Oh, this is Fake Racers Podcast. I'm Joe. That's Davey. Matthew back this week. Um, oh. Great reception last week. Thank you folks for watching on YouTube and listening oh, on Spotify. Well, they did. It was. It was like 50 views. <laughs> I, that's more than we normally do. <laughs> so I got to gotta put it in there. But uh, back after Atlanta, Unana. Um that's not that song. Joe Logano dominates, and the racing world is sad. Um, wins yep. with a last lap pass. There's a lot of moments from this race we can talk about. Um, I wanted to start at the end because I was very sad. I was gonna say, I feel like, I feel like Joe, this is your opportunity to take the floor and really, really lay it on thick how you yeah, feel about so this. Yeah, so Kozlowski is able to control the end of this race. The last fifty laps he controlled. I think Logano got the lead at one point, and Brad was. Able to five ten laps get back by him and control the dang thing, and uh, oh, I don't know. Um, hmm. you know, Brad's leading coming to the white flag, which is in pre race. He said that's exactly where he didn't want to be, so that was hmm. kind of funny because it's like, oh no, you're where you don't want to be. Hmm. Um, goes high to low. Logano's low goes high because he gets a good sniff of the draft going down into the corner, and these cars just have super suck for some reason. And uh, is able to get to the outside of Brad, and Brad doesn't throw as an aggressive of a block as he would have ten years ago, uh, rightfully so. Two years ago, no, <laughs> not even that. I, it, okay. I think he was getting Daytona flashbacks, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not doing this again." <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, yeah. but just decided not to make the complete the block or complete it to the wall at least, because I think he could have. He really wanted to. Um, he said in his post-race interview he thought he had slowed down Logano enough, which I would have. I agree with. Um, it's just all of a sudden Logano got a huge shove from Christopher Bell down the back straight away, and got clear. So, um, yeah, I just I you can't leave the top. Uh, the top had too much momentum, especially down the back straightaway. Everyone was lined up up there. It was just a mistake to kind of leave that line, but. Also wanted to get in front of Logano because I think Logano had Blaney behind him at that point, so you know that he's going to have a pusher. So, um, but that one stings. That one stings. Mm. Not gonna lie, that one really stings. I didn't even wear my six hat this week. I think I wore it the last couple weeks. Mm. <laughs> or my forty three hat. That's a different reason. But you know, yeah. And going back to like the last lap, it is kind of just like I, I'm like I watched it a few times. I I was talking earlier about how I wasn't able to watch a lot of the race live, but um, I, I've watched the finish of the race a couple times. Like you know, as we were kind of getting ready to record and. It was, it's, like, it's still, a, like, kind of intriguing to me how, like, he didn't even really, like, Brad didn't even really, like, it, it was, like, not, block aside, like, he didn't really protect the outside the way I kind of figured that he would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, like, the outside was the dominant line, like, that's where you wanted to be, and he just did not protect his right rear, like, at all. Yeah. And I'm, I was kind of surprised watching it that. It, like it, it's kind of almost a mistake rather than it was like he didn't he chose not to block. I feel like it was more of a mistake. He I didn't cover it as well. I don't know if mistake's the right word because I think it's the right move. Um, I think the thought process is the twenty two is the fastest car. I'm gonna block the twenty two. Um, the only problem with blocking the twenty two, as we have seen year after year after year, is the twenty two doesn't care if you block him. 
he doesn't let off. He doesn't, he's going to try to get around you. And then you get to that point, which I, to your point is probably something where, um, especially after Daytona a few years ago, I'm getting those flashbacks again. Um, Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of that. Right. So, um, those things aside, I, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say it was the wrong move just because he lost or say it was a mistake because he lost. I don't even think it was the wrong move because at that point you're a sitting duck. I'm not saying it because he lost. I'm saying it because he didn't cover the outside. And I feel like he should have. I mean, you heard TJ majors over the radio screaming, stay outside and he didn't. Fair enough. That's why I kind of think it was a mistake. It's not a mistake because he lost. It's a mistake because he let Joey Logano get to his right rear. And that's, that's like, I mean, when that happens, unless you're Parker Kligerman, you know, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna sail by you. To um, well, <laughs> at least in my opinion, and you just keep turning left, right? Um, <laughs> to yeah. piggyback off that too, um, Brad was out there all by his lonesome. He got hung out to dry a couple times by the Penske guys, um, when it was the Fords up there against the Toyotas. So, and not that that's a bad thing, right? That if I'm Roger Penske, I don't want my drivers working with another Ford in the late stages of a race. But mm-hmm. I, again, I just, I, I look at it as he's trying to get in front of the fastest car. Yeah, I guess it's a mistake. Um, I'm just very disappointed still. Cause I definitely watched those last 50 laps. Just like I watched the end of the 500 and uh, got to be very disappointed for the second time this year that the six wasn't able to win. So that was, uh, that was mm-hmm. amazing this time. I don't, I can't honestly, the first time stung a little bit more cause it's the 500, but this one, I don't know. This one just felt really weird. So, mm. Um, I think I think he had like the 500. You kind of know it's a little bit of a lottery. Like mm. you kind of know something might happen. I feel like with Atlanta, even though it is, you can of, predict even though it, it is speedway racing. There is a little more predictability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a little more predictability in how the like how the race is going to develop. Yeah, in and, the short term. And this is exactly what when they reconfigured Atlanta. This is exactly what they wanted it to be. I mean that for all intents and purposes, that was a duel between the 22 and the six throughout the last 50 laps. That is some of the most entertaining racing I've watched. Um, I know there, I know people don't like it, whatever. I don't care. We'll t- we can talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we've talked about, we've beat it to the ground at this point that you couldn't repave this track at its old configuration and have good racing from the rip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I think that that was just, that was the closest you're going to get to 15, 20 years ago, super speedway plate style racing. Because yeah. at the end of the day, both of them didn't, you know, they put each other in situations that were a little risky for the other person and themselves, but they never, you know, made a move that was dumb. Like d- d- dumb in the sense that, okay, we're bending a bunch of cars or yeah. dumb where you saw the whole pack have to check up because I didn't see any of that. You know what I mean? Like, Sometimes you get bailed out by the guys behind you when there yeah. should be a wreck. What, how many, the Chase Elliott and Corey LaJoy thing last year, it was a, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I'm disappointed. Yeah. That's understandable. But I, it like, from what I've seen, the last 50 laps or so, it was 44 laps, that was the last green flag Something run. Something like that, Green yeah. flag run. Um, Pitt was really good. Every... Mm-hmm bit of racing that I've been able to see. Like I tried to watch as much of it as I could and it looked phenomenal. Like classic duel between like probably two of the best super speedway drivers in the sport as it stands. Um, you know, 
just cool. Just really cool. Just really cool racing. There is, uh, and to your point about the racetrack, uh, that was really good racing. I think there are still valid. Yeah. There's still valid complaints. There's still valid concerns about the new Atlanta. Uh, probably more pertaining to the lower series, and we can kind of get to that when we get to those series. But I do think it's honestly put on mostly decent cup races despite having a little bit of a problem with like the lines moving forward but we're kind of starting to see that that's a problem with the next gen package anyway right. regardless of it being atlanta so yeah, kind of neither here nor there with that one yet in my opinion yeah i don't oh. know it was i i was re-watching a lot of the battle and yeah i kind of echo what you guys are saying <clears throat> Ah, Eric, yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone here has seen Eric Jones's last lap. If you haven't seen Eric Jones's last lap and you're listening to this, like Google it, go on Twitter, look it up, go on YouTube. Someone's had to have posted it. Um, that was nuts. I that saw the onboard. What we like? Yeah, I saw the onboard on my lunch break, and then right before we started, I finally got to see him just like slice through the pack, and I was like, "That is absurd. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That's really cool." Uh, and he got a top ten out of it, which is even better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so. Again, I'm again. <laughs> that's, no, that's my other track first. I've been a little disappointed with the performance this year, but it was good to see. Um, top ten. He was, he was ripping. He Don't was know if they ripping. had top ten speed. Feel like that was just. They, a, they did at the end. <laughs> they did for the last. That's when it mattered. They did for the last yeah. two miles of the race, right? Um, but yeah, I, impressive. Again, I think probably one of the more undervalued drivers in the garage area. Um, everyone tries to draw Joey Logano comparisons. I don't even, I don't know if that's completely accurate. I think they just like to do that because, oh, he got shoved out of the 20 car probably before he should have, blah, blah, all that, right? Um, but nonetheless, it's a, uh, it's just an interesting little thing to watch what Eric does this year in the 43, compare it to last year, and then kind of see where the silly season goes because silly season is getting ready to get really silly. Um, here in the next couple weeks, it sounds like so. Oh jeez, yeah, that's early too. <laughs> no, it's it's more sponsor stuff, but yeah, that's the Trackhouse Bush, Anheuser Busch deal. So that will that will be a very interesting one to see how that kind of fits into what Trackhouse is doing. Uh, some other notable top ten finishes: Corey Joy finishes fourth. I put Ty Gibbs in there because I don't think he's had a top ten yet this year. Could be wrong. Um, didn't really stat check that, but also Ty Gibbs has not been very good this year in in general. So another monster energy car has been, it's like the one good race Tyler Reddick's had this year too. And it wasn't even a monster energy car. (laughs) I think he finished top 10 last week too, Reddick. Uh, let me look. Pretty sure he did. Who knows? Um, here's a, here's a fun question. And he, Corey LaJoy talked about some of the difficulties with this too, but do do we think Corey LaJoy could get into the playoffs without a win? No. Uh, maybe so. Sitting like, 14th in points right now. Every few years, there is that one kind of small team that starts out really hot, and you're like, "Oh, sh- oh, I almost just swore there." That's oh, okay. damn! Like these guys are, and then <laughs> the whole field kind of sorts itself out as it, as it goes along. Like I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, 2010 when you had Paul Menard and Scott Speed were in the chase, like or in the top ten in points through like eight or nine races, and everybody was like, "Oh, is this is this the breakout year?" And then they both finished like 25th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I so, I think it's a it's going to be an uphill battle, but that yeah, team is doing what they said they were going to do last year. Right now, oh, yeah. 
they've like definitely really capitalized. Yeah. yeah. God damn. <laughs> you go. You go first. I, um, I stole it. I was, I was gonna say they've definitely capitalized. It's but yeah, it's keeping it up for an entire season is is the difficult part. So yeah, Corey seemed to echo that where he was like, you know, when you get into like the dog days of summer, in his yep. words, you know, when you're when you're really just grinding out trying to get cars ready and then turning them over like it's a small shop still. So again, it's, it's cool right now. Yeah. And don't forget, you got the Hendrick guys behind him. We'd have to think that all four of them, or I guess the other three, would probably have wins to get themselves locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, like pass him in points just straight up with the speed they've shown. Uh, you know, we got to wait to see what, what happens with Chase. But um, I think if they can finish top 25 in points, I think that's a great season. Because that's, that's a yeah, big see that. bump in money, too. Um, up a couple spots. They were thirty first, I think, last year. So, um, you know, uh, more correct. money in yeah, their thirty first, more money in their pockets, more uh, more ability to reinvest in the team. But it's been a good story, you know. Like Ricky Stenhouse has been, he was up there at one point, and then they shuffled him out because he was blocking, and they don't like it when he blocks for some reason. <laughs> um. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of been a he kind of was flashing the pan there with the 500. And now he's kind of just uh, disappeared mm. um, outside of Auto Club. But I don't know how much stock we put into Auto Club because we didn't have qualifying. And, mm. you know, when they don't have yeah. a chance to practice or get a good feel for the racetrack, it's less likely that guys are going to be able to pass early on in a race and then just all the mayhem. But um, I don't know. The Joy story is fun. It's cool. Good for him. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Sound like a Debbie Downer, but yeah, no, I mean it's realistic. So third race at Atlanta with the Cup cars specifically. Um, I kind of already gave my overall thoughts, so I wanted to turn it over to you guys. Where uh, where are your temperatures at with the new configuration? I think, um, and and we're talking, you know, if we're talking Cup Series. I really think the racing has been fine. And again, like I said, like we've seen the like the style of super speedway racing that we've seen at the new Atlanta is the exact same style of super speedway racing that we keep seeing at the other speedway tracks. Like it's just how this car races. And I kind of think Atlanta's getting a really unfair shake of it because of the new configuration. Like it's getting an unfair like outward view from fans when like again, it's it's the same thing we saw at Daytona. It's the same exact thing, and no one's complaining about Daytona being the way it is because it's been the way that it's been the way it is. You know, I, like the like the complaint was with the package, and mm. when we come to Atlanta, the problems. It's all on the track, yeah, yeah. And again, Atlanta is narrow, but you know, who knows how this track is going to race? I mean, it feels like we've gotten a, almost a different kind of race every single time we've come to Atlanta as well. The track is changing and aging, and I. Like, personally, I think it's aging well. You know, you saw the Xfinity cars. Like, obviously, it's it's a it's kind of like a knife edge right now because they're going so fast. But, like, the Xfinity cars were, you know, it had almost no grip. You know, all the Xfinity cars, uh, they fired off very free, very loose. Um, the truck race, they just wrecked a lot. I, I don't, I don't know what to say trucks. about that. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say about that. That was just a mess. But Xfinity cars, like... They'll fire it off really loose, and I, I think the track is going to age brilliantly. I think we just got to, I mean, there's just there's just a level of patience that 
NASCAR fans don't have that I think we need for this Atlanta to be good. Um, and obviously, a lot of the public opinion is just like I said, the frustration with the with the change yep. and the frustration with like, you know, we we can't keep the old Atlanta surface forever. It was like literally terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> as cool as it was and as cool as it is that it that it was terrible, couldn't continue. So I had to change it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part is it it replaced something that was really beloved. Like mm-hmm. if it was I'm willing to bet that if it was like Texas that got the the super speedway treatment, I think the reception would probably be better. Mm. But yeah. So Yeah. It was like yeah. when they did Bristol Dirt for the first time, everyone that said it was gonna suck ended up hating it. It was crazy. And everyone that said it would be okay ended up being okay with it. And everyone that yep. said it was gonna be great said it was great. Like mm-hmm. everyone kind of got into their little tribes and all right, this is my tribe, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, and then we always talk about it, but the people that like to think everyone digress. <laughs> um, See, we don't think that. We just are. So. Exactly. <laughs> we prove That's it each right. and every day out there on the racetrack, on the virtual yeah. one. That's right. That's, That's right. right. The virtual racetrack. Also, did we ever, did, Joe, last week, did we talk about the Gen 4 thing on iRacing? I thought we did. Mm. That's okay if we did. It's okay if we didn't. It's fine. Gen 4 on iRacing, unrestricted, not like the ARCA cars, like the old cup cars. And there's going to be a Gen 4 <laughs> cup. Enjoy. It's cool. It's cool. It's like It like speaks to my inner childhood and my <laughs> inner want for a Twisted Sister mod on Enter 2003. So, pretty cool. Well, anyway, we have on. that, Davey? Anyways, Xfinity Series no. from Atlanta. Wreck it up, wreck it up. First two stages were brutal. Yeah, I, I like that the uh, title of the highlights video is record-breaking caution flags is how it starts. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a selling point, you guys. I don't think it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think it's the only thing they could take away from the race. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> the description that, those... just needs to be like, get it together, guys. Come on. Those first few laps were <laughs> brutal. Or first few stages, or first couple stages, sorry. Brutal. Um, But... That race did provide one of my favorite moments of the season so far. Josh Williams, albeit maybe a really dumb move, is a legend. And (laughs) I don't even know, like, where do we even start? So Josh Williams uh, got involved in one of those early wrecks, one of the many wrecks. Um, Came down pit road. They tried to put Bear Bond on the car. It's like negative 8 million degrees in Atlanta, so the Bear Bond doesn't stick very well. Comes off, causes another caution. And I've seen this said, and I agree with it. If that race isn't already an SHIT show, no one cares. He does not get parked. No. I think that was like the result of a lot of pent-up frustration with the caution fest, with all the cautions, the fact that they're running up the TV window, and, you know, it's like, it's dire. It's dire straits. And NASCAR... Decided to make Josh Williams the example in this moment of frustration. (laughs) Josh Williams, in his infinite wisdom, was told to park it. Parks it on the start-finish line. Gets out. Throws the deuces up at the... (laughs) Throws the deuces at the flag stand. (laughs) Walks back to the infield. um, (laughs) And then he's about to get interviewed. Gets called to the hauler, where he then lived. (laughs) Yeah, he was there... Pretty much to the end of their. After I've the got race, a phone right? call. 
And Josh, it's for you. It's the based department. <laughs> Shut <Okay>. the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> that was anyway. uh, listen. Penalties will be levied. Oh, he's getting suspended for at least a race. <laughs> In retrospect, it's not the best move. But and social media interactions, I mean It was awesome. Yeah. Antonio Brown saw that. I don't give a crap about Antonio Brown. <laughs> he saw it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. It was I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. I like race car drivers deserve to have their personalities on display. And honestly, leaving the car there is no different than if you blew up on the track and parked it. So yeah. I mean what yeah, uh... I mean they told him to park because apparently his car wasn't safe enough to race anymore. So he was like, all right, I'm going to get out of it as what, soon as possible. What they're going to have a problem with is him walking across the grass on an active racetrack is what they're going to say <laughs> they have a problem with. We all know they have a problem with everything. Yeah, yeah but... but that and that also I feel like is obviously they're they're playing that up. It, it was a, it's a hot racetrack, but it's yellow, you know? Yeah. I, know. I got no problem if you're going to protest against the DVP, so... It wasn't even that. They just told him to park. They're like, yeah, yeah it was nothing to do. Oh, because they dropped bond. a piece of tape. Yeah. Well, Ugh. I was gonna say, I feel like they Chase Elliott can drive around for thirty laps with a like, bumper yeah. barely on the I feel car. Like their justification to be like, they're like, oh, you were on the DVP and clearly your your repairs didn't hold up, so we're gonna park you or whatever. So yeah, I could see that being like a fallback. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It would be dumb, but. That's not like out of the realm of possibility. No, but DVP, you just had to make minimum speed. It has yeah. nothing Whatever, to Joe. do with how good the car looks. It's just minimum speed. Yeah. I'm just. I feel like if, if you're dropping debris, they're going to black flag you. They'll regardless. black flag you, but they won't tell you to park it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's why I'm. That's why I think they parked him is because he dropped debris and they were like, oh, clearly he didn't fix it, right? So. Stop making excuses for them. They're dumb. It's not an excuse. It's just like I'm trying NASCAR to understand. NASCAR sucks. It. I NASCAR do think it sucks. NASCAR officiating is yeah. inconsistent and is not. I literally very good. just called Josh Especially, Williams based. Whose team do you think I'm on? Especially <laughs> in the Xfinity and Truck Series, where they continue this to have is... these race directors learn on the job. Yeah. That is not the place. If you want the Xfinity Series and you want the Truck Series to be taken with an ounce of serious intent. Actually, have people to, uh, up there knowing what they're doing who was and knowing how crashed, to manage a race. Who was it wrecked in the truck race at Vegas, and they just left him there and kept racing? And they were like injured, good. <laughs> I don't remember. From a couple years ago, it's a fourteen. Oh God, I thought. That? I gotta look this up now. Hang on. Anyway, that was the most intense argument between two people who were on the same side <laughs> yeah. of it that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, why mad. are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Using a harsh tone, I'm not yelling. <laughs> I had mm. what? Spencer Boyd. Had... That's who it was. There you go. He wrecked with two to go, and they just left the race green while his truck was yeah. sitting against the inside wall because they couldn't see it. Was Spencer, their excuse? Yeah. Weed. They couldn't see it. Maybe you should put. Some oh, more I lights remember up. that. Maybe you should yeah. put some more lights up so you can see it. Maybe have I, I don't know that. spotters, or maybe have like yeah, maybe make sure the spotters' radios work. Yeah, they're <laughs> not watching the race. <laughs> Don't, don't they have corner workers? Yes. He <laughs> was crashed good? right in front of a paramedic truck, like where the trucks yeah. come out. Are they are the they, corner workers? Any? Are they, literally they like employ blind he, people? <laughs> he like injured his shoulder too. Um, yeah, he injured his shoulder and he was like, guys, help. I need I, my I need help get out of the car. And the paramedic was just like, what? <laughs> oh. 
Remember <laughs> last year when Carson Hosovar broke his leg in a shark race? Yeah, and they were yeah. like, damn, bro, that's crazy. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you still cheering for that AMR safety team? Uh, like they're they're on probation right now. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, Austin Hill wins the Xfinity race um, in a move that everyone saw coming. Well, not boo Austin Hill, but boo because Parker Clayerman didn't win and he got wrecked coming across the line. That was funniest heck watching, honestly, because he was he was trying a little too hard there, Davey. What do you mean? Trying a little too hard. Trying a little too hard at what? No, no, we're not doing this right now, He's Joe. Trying, trying a little too hard, hard to, at what? To at what? To no, win? Yeah, don't wreck your car. So right he now. didn't wreck anyone. Daniel hey. Hemrick wrecked the shit out of him twice. No. Dumped his shit. Yes. Are you no. fucking kidding me? Are you stupid? No. What? Are you kidding? Like, did you watch it? Yeah. You just said earlier, uh, like earlier, well, I saw the before end. we started recording, I saw the that end. You, did, you didn't watch it. Yeah, I saw the end. Clearly not. Are you kidding me? Daniel Hemrick, like, flew to the outside lane after he hit him the second time. This is bait. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a weird finish. But uh, <laughs> I'm not letting that go. I'll I'm so it. upset about it. I okay, have choice for Daniel Hemrick. I, my I, tweet was funny. I don't care. I didn't see your tweet, honestly. Oh, my tweet was good. Hold on. Let me find it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll repeat the tweet right here, right now. And I, I'll tag Daniel Hemrick in it if you want me to, because... Screw that guy. Uh, going to have the time of my life watching Daniel Hemrick's career fizzle out a second time with was one measly fucking win he got by driving through someone with double his career and eight years younger. Mm. And I will. I'll have the time of my life doing it. It's going to be a joy to watch Daniel Hemrick. Uh, the only thing he's good at uh, doing is getting Kenzie Rustin pregnant. So he can just continue to do that instead and get off the racetrack because he's not good at that. So... Go do the only th- other thing you're good at and successful at. Are you going to take your your Antonio flag down since it's uh, also a Daniel Hemrick flag? It's an Antonio flag. It's a Daniel Hemrick flag, too. It's a circle flag. Okay. Austin Hill, he's championship favorite. Three, uh, three out of five here to start the year. No. No? That's crazy. No. Nah. What you got? Not him. It ain't Cole Custer. Was Cole Custer no. going into the year? But that I, that boy, something's wrong with him. Mm-mm. He, no, it ain't Austin Hill. John he's Hunter. Daytona, he's he's won Daytona in Atlanta. In two Vegas, of the, two of the five races. Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That Vegas run was impressive. I'm sure it was. Good for him. Okay. Davey, I admire your uh, your dedication to grinding the show to a halt. <laughs> at least once every week. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. I don't see him as. I don't see him as the favorite yet. Well, then who? It's five would, races in. Who? It's five races. There's no favorite. Well, there's a favorite five going into in. the year. There's still a favorite now. There wasn't a favorite going into the year. Yes, there was. Who? Cole Custer. I wouldn't say that. I read so many things saying he was going to dominate this year. He was going to have a Cindric Briscoe like year in that double zero. He was going to win eight races, win the championship going away. Did I say that? I didn't say you said that. Okay, well, I'm saying that there's not a favorite. You have to have... It's no, five races no, in. Pick somebody. Pick somebody? Yeah, pick Parker Klingerman. I don't care. Just pick somebody. I don't think... Well, Parker Klingerman's had a lot of weird things going on this year, too. But 
You want me to pick someone? You really want me to pick someone? You I want, want you me to pick, pick a favorite? Yep. Because I don't think you can have a favorite five races in. I think you can. I. You've now gone to every track type. Fundamentally disagree. I, I don't. I, I think it's skewed a little differently when two of the track types that we've gone to are super speedways. Just saying. Just saying. Will you pick a favorite after we go to Coda? No. Not really. Because, right. like, again, we, we barely have a representative amount of the schedule. All right. Well, breaking news here, folks. There is no favorite, so screw the question I was asking. Anyways, um, truck series race, cluster. It was. Christian Eckes won. Good for him. And Bill McAnally, Hill, Hill, Hilgerman racing? I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Hang on. Um... Is Christian Eckes the, the favorite in the truck series, Davey? I swear to God. Who are you asking? You. I'm going to throw myself out a window. Huh? <laughs> so I can't hear you. What's the opposite of chemistry? That's that's what this podcast has, right? <laughs> uh, probably like geometry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because geometry is still math and chemistry is technically math. Probably English. There you go. History. Probably history. Because we used to be better. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> probably truck, history truck racing is really weird at atlanta yeah i feel like i had more to say about the xfinity race but uh, whatever <laughs> i mean cares? if you want nah. feel free you're on the say podcast it. too I don't know. Say, say what it. you need to say i was just gonna say when it comes to the last lap thing i think the first contact was just he got tight and then they got hung together and he was like, I'm just going to finish it off. <laughs> yeah. It was like, like, cause you can see he goes down to the apron to try to get it off Kligerman and it doesn't work. And so then at the point he's just like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> yeah. Just going to get, I'm just going to turn. I'm just going to turn right. And, yeah. Yeah. Bozo status. Stupid. It, it was reckless. I don't know if it was like, I saw a lot of people comparing it to the Brian Vickers Talladega thing, and I was like, I don't it's think Dave definitely... Hendrick was going to try to hook two people head on into the outside wall. Yeah. I think it was just sloppy driving. I don't think Brian Vickers was trying to do that either. Yeah. So. Bozo status. Yeah. So, it was, it was stupid. Um, Truck racing's weird. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I... Truck racing is not real i refuse to believe that that is a real series that exists anymore nascar Honestly, got rid yeah. of the truck series four years like, ago it, the trucks could have stopped racing about four years ago and i probably wouldn't have noticed <laughs> which is <laughs> <laughs> thanks for repeating the same point appreciate you guys yeah oh, truck, trucks all right, it's, so truck I, series racing is weird. We all agree. Don't need yeah, it anymore. Get I'm rid just, of the truck I'm series. I'm just like struggling Fire to remember anything. I'm just struggling to remember anything that happened in the race. Like I'm scrubbing through the highlights. Crashes. Right Lane Riggs ran all the laps despite being a bozo. <laughs> Wait, who did? Lane Riggs. Oh. Wasn't he in the one truck? <laughs> oh my! He like God. turned right across somebody's nose <laughs> to the outside wall. When was this? Early in the race, because I remember watching it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, can't. Right I mean, again, inexperience and all, but it was like, man. Uh, yeah, tw literally 20 laps in. Oh, yeah. 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 He <laughs> just cleaned himself out, like, it's super like, early. It's I forgot like, about that. Brother. It was his teammate, too, I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I can't keep track of anything. I can't it, keep dude, track of them damn Toyota. The truck series is so frustrating, because it's like, 
used to be so cool. I don't know. It's hard for me to like keep up with anything when every single truck changes drivers pretty much every year. That's okay That's though. That's a good thing because it's a feeder yeah. series. Old Man Crafton's still around, though. Hey, that's right. Old Man Crafton's <laughs> still kicking. Ty Majeski, Ben Rose, they're still there. Thor Sport will not hire a young driver unless someone gives, unless you give them money to Haley Deegan. Yep. Um, Haley needs to get out of the truck series already. Just maybe if she does something of note in the truck series, she could yeah. get out of it. But it was it was like what we were talking about when she ran her one Xfinity race like, last year. She ran and like, well and actually ran well. And I was like, they need to put her in something that like actually fits her skills. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's it's like i don't it is kind of weird that she just keeps grinding away at the truck series like it's gonna because ford doesn't have a spot yeah. for her anywhere else yeah true they'd rather just keep paying her to be in the truck series just kick custer out <laughs> they already did that once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate that's probably what's gonna happen so hey anyway. i have no idea what's like going on with that double zero um, other newsworthy notes here, uh, Hendrick Motorsports and Colleague Racing's number 31 team, um, Louvers, a lot of discussion about the Louvers, a lot of, uh, hand-waving from Hendrick Motorsports, in my opinion, about how, uh, tolerances work and how things are out of tolerance, so that's why they had to make them fit, um, I gotta say- just so they don't go, yeah, we cheated. Well, I know, and it's, <laughs> so- the way so the way you, any anytime you build anything you have a tolerance right you can be yeah. plus or minus 10 mil left right addition or subtraction and or whatever it is it doesn't have to be that but um so when you have all these different suppliers making all these different parts you know this part might be plus 10 this part might be plus 6 this part might be minus 15 like you know you're all over the place with tolerance so it's not necessarily that things are out of tolerance, it's that things as tolerances don't line up, and since you don't have a single source supplier for all the components of the race car, you have an issue. Um crazy. Who could have predicted that? Um not me. But uh it's just interesting that uh they also had louvers that they could use in their hauler that they just elected not to put on the race cars in the first place. I'm just saying, yeah. if you knew there was a problem with them. Why even bring them to the track? Because they knew they were. Well, you see, Joe, it was a lie. I know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. And, and their whole defense, their whole defense is going to be, well, yeah. these parts got confiscated before the weekend. We didn't race with them, and they're going to go. They're going to go about it like that. And yeah. I don't think it's going to matter. No. I. The rule is you can't mess with those parts. So, uh, if you keep them at the race shop, I don't think NASCAR is going to know that you're messing with them. Don't bring them to the racetrack. Yeah, simple as that. They also like to they also they also like to bring up the point that they went to a voluntary inspection and had the parts confiscated. Just remember that <laughs> one too. Yeah, voluntary inspection. Mm. Right. That's why they went with those parts. Yeah, that's um, why. Wouldn't be surprised though to see the penalty get reduced because we all know how that works, how William Byron got away with dumping Denny Hamlin under caution last year. I still can't believe that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so absurd. A little weird. Even as, like, the Fake Racers podcast patented Denny Hamlin hater, I was like, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to love this next topic. Um, oh, Denny Hamlin oh. decided to admit to uh, to wrecking Ross, or not wrecking, I guess putting him in the wall. 
walling Ross Chastain at uh, Phoenix last week. Did it on his podcast. I have an opinion about this because I didn't get to talk about it last week. Oh, boy. So, I don't think Denny Hamlin got penalized for admitting that he wrecked Ross Chastain. I think he got penalized because he said he took his hands off the wheel and let his car basically torpedo into the wall. And if you're a 15-year veteran, you shouldn't be doing that. I also don't think that's literally what he did. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it like it might be hyperbole, but if it is, why even say that? Like, it's just a, a stupid a, thing to say. It's a podcast. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to create intrigue and yeah. Create... But the whole premise of it is like, oh, Denny Hamlin speaks the truth, and it's like, well, then why would you like conflate that? Like, even if it's a lie, it's, it's not a show. good look for you. So. He also didn't say he let his hands off the wheel. He he unwound. Jesus, take the and wheel. People, and people do that take all the time. Like that's a like ruining someone else's race for the sake of saving your own happens all the time. Ask Joey Logano. He does it almost every week in some way. I don't I don't think he saved his race though. See, my and my my beef with like Beef. But the saving the car- race bar has I'm... nothing to do with the penalty, by the way. That's yeah. that, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, different point. Um, the thing that like uh, that bugged me about it is it's if one of my ideas or I guess beliefs would be like if you're gonna pay somebody back or you're gonna wreck somebody, make it worth something. Don't throw away eight or nine spots in the process of doing it and tear up your car for no reason. You know? He felt like he was gonna be and he was gonna end up in the fence anyway. That's why he ended yeah. up doing it. Yeah, because yeah, like when I watched Not the clip, Ross he was like, there. Oh, I was gonna finish like 15th, so I decided I'd take Ross out with me. And I was like, Well, you finished 23rd, so like you probably would have got eight or nine of those spots back by not doing that. So yeah. it's just anyway, I think a points penalty is a bit much. I think maybe a monetary fine would have been enough, but yeah, I, I'm kinda in the same boat, so I uh, I think this is NASCAR saying uh, don't f around with us. So is that uh, also let's let's I mean let's put it very like plainly. I don't think NASCAR loves Denny Hamlin. Oh no, That's they don't know. love him no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. I um I uh, it's a very big uh, subscriber to the idea of if you do something and you get away with it, don't bring it back up. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I know it. it's hard again when you're a podcast host and you get asked the question on your podcast about, hey, what happened there? Kind of like the main thing everyone wanted to hear about yeah. on the show. Um, yeah. Embellish a little bit. It's, sometimes it's okay to be a grifter. Yeah, it's never okay embell- to be a grifter. <laughs> the but, kind of embellishment you, you should saying. do. Do the Matt Kenseth style of embellishment where you're like, oh man, a blue right front, that's crazy. Not, I decided to let go of the steering wheel and just kind of... <laughs> whatever happens happens um yeah it's just it i think he was just trying to see what they would do honestly i had a i had somebody say a friend of mine say that uh denny is the new drama drama queen of the cup garage and kind of subscribe to that a little bit um seems like he likes to be at the center of all the the drama intentional or not he has been Right, mm-hmm. it does find him a lot, even when he doesn't do stuff like, <laughs> like the aforementioned William Byron thing. The, the whole Ross Chastain <laughs> thing too. I don't understand. Like, I know Ross got into him in the clash. What the? Why? Why is? How is this the moment to pay him back? And now you're like, oh yeah, our beef is squashed. We're gonna race each other like we want to be raced. Ross has been racing you the way he wants to be raced this whole time. Yeah. Ross wa- Ross doesn't care. 
Right? Like, that's the whole thing. Oh, Rosh doesn't give a crap. Blah, 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 blah. Then, then race him like that. That's all you have to do. Oh, shucks. You made a mistake underneath Ron. You don't have to turn right off the corner at Pocono. You don't have to, you know, gas it mid-corner at Phoenix and then admit to making him do it intentionally. Like, you don't have to do these things. It's stupid. It's stupid. I was going to say, that was, like, the immediate thing that I thought of. Is I was like, if you wanted to get back to John Ross, why wouldn't you just dump him going into three, like, at Phoenix? Because he was all... going to clear you, and you were going to come onto the back straightaway behind him, and then you could I just mean, punt him. Hell, like I, I know that. you guys didn't get a chance to watch it live, but when Ross went from right to left on Harvick's bumper, and Harvick got wrecked and whatnot, they right away said, "Oh yeah, Ross ran him over. Ross ran him out. Ross didn't freaking touch him." Yeah. They had to backtrack two minutes later that, oh, he didn't touch them. Because guess what? Ross Chastain's stock for causing incidents and his leeway for being the, the problem or the, the, the causation of a wreck, guess where it is? It's way down. It's in freaking hell. It's that low. Like, it... Yeah. I, don't, I, don't understand, I don't understand the Ross Chastain hate boner that Denny Hamlin has, but, you know... By God, go for it. I don't care. I get it. He took you out a couple times, and you're mad about that. Guess what? He's done that to everyone else, and I don't see anyone else being an idiot about racing around him. Makes me angry. What are you mad about? I'm mad <laughs> that Ross Chastain is one of the most exciting drivers in the garage area, and we have to act like he's like this terrible person and this terrible race Why car driver. Why do we have to act like that? I, I'm ve- I, I don't I don't know what you're upset about because it sounds like you're upset that like like we have an exciting driver and he's rubbing other drivers the wrong way. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that like why are you bitching about that? Isn't that kind of like the goal? Isn't that the fun part? Because if he was an exciting driver and everyone was just like, "Oh, lordy, all rest, Chastain, sorry, buddy," like, uh, like that's kind of like boring, right? Isn't that like, is, isn't the point when that it crosses get over by it? into getting payback during an event? I don't care if he says this stuff outside the car. I care about when the announcers all of a sudden say it's Ross Chastain's fault when it isn't, because that's that that whole thing starting to creep into a broadcast, and as a broadcaster, you're supposed to be unbiased. Well, that that's a whole. That's a whole different can, can 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 talk of about the broadcast. But, <laughs> but my my point, Davey, is complain about him off the track. Say he sucks. Say he's a terrible driver. Say you hate racing around him. Say he does all this. Fine. De- Denny Hamlin doesn't benefit by going after Ross Chastain. No one benefits. I think. Well, it's, I think we're just trying to he's say he's not going like to change. What I, what I was mentioning earlier about you know like if you're gonna get back at ross like don't do it in a way that harms you just as much as it harms him you know like that i think that's the that's the frustrating thing about this whole rivalry is it's like what we've talked about all throughout last year too is it's so frustrating to listen to denny hamlin run his mouth about how he's gonna get ross and then every time he does it backfires or he does it in such a terrible pussyfooting around the issue way you know like the whole thing at Gateway or when he re- finally did pay him back at Pocono and it was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was like, just own it, you know, like you've said he has one coming. Just say it. <laughs> and then the same thing with this week, the one time he actually does own it, it's in a really stupid way that makes you look bad. Like it, I think I tweeted about it. I was like, he's almost as bad as Har- as Harvick at retaliation. I don't get it. So. Just like. Just dump him into three. That's all he had to do. <laughs> just punt him. So 
I'm just yeah, it it I'm just as sick about hearing about it as Joe, though. It's like let's just move on, you know. Ross doesn't give a damn what you think, Denny. Like, yeah, it sucks. You're either gonna stop putting up with it or he's just gonna keep doing this to you. So I don't know. I like Denny Hamlin, he's pretty cool. It's frustrating. He's great for the garage area. I don't know, I teeter one way this day and one way the next, but yeah. again, uh, not wise to stick your tongue out at NASCAR, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um, weekend preview. Unless you're Josh Williams. Unless you're Josh Williams. based as hell. <laughs> Still probably not wise. <laughs> uh, truck series oh, picks from Coda. Baby, you okay? Yeah. Why? What's up? I'm just making sure. Seem distant. What the, what the fuck are you? A Tinder match of mine? Like, calm down. <laughs> what do you got for the truck series? I think I can guess. Parker Klugerman. All right, that was my guess. I gotta look at this. Oh, hey, Bowman's run the truck race. I'll take him. I'll take uh, Zane Smith. All right. City series. Oh boy, exciting. Xfinity mm-hmm. series from Coda. Gonna see some great racing action. Davey, who you got? Um, take a wild guess at this one. Did I pick? Did I pick Parker last week for uh, Atlanta? I Let can't me remember. Look. You picked. No, you picked Josh Berry. Okay, so I gotta not pick Parker. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ Allmendinger. Oh, he's running the 10. Forgot about that. Uh, I will take... Oh, God. Ty Gibbs is running the Xfinity race. (laughs) You're taking Ty Gibbs. No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, Good to see that two cars don't even have drivers announced yet. I'll take Miguel Paluto. All right. The 88 JRM car. I'm taking Kyle Larson. Wow. Wait, which car is he driving? In the 17 this weekend. 17 probably. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Byron I'll do it. the 17. I'm taking William Byron. <laughs> wow. I'm like, pretty sure Kyle Larson's not I was like, race. I didn't see his name on there, but I could have missed it. I should speak up. And then the, the headliner for the weekend, the Cup Series. Um, wanted to get your guys' thoughts because the Fox booth is going to look pretty uh, pretty fun this week. Got uh, Kurt Busch at the booth. Um, yeah. That's cool because Kurt's always fun in the booth. And uh, got another guy in the booth. Um, Gunther Steiner from Haas F1 gonna be in the that booth. That's gonna be so That's awesome. Weird. <laughs> That's gonna be so awesome. I'm well, there's three. There's three Road Ringers, and I feel like we should pick all three of them. I feel like that's the only appropriate way to do it. You're right, actually. Yeah. I'm picking Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I forgot Jimmy's running this race. Okay, never mind. Uh, oh, who do I take? Joe pick four Road Ringers. I can pick. Yes. I'm taking AJ Allmendinger. Oh my god, you guys are oh. fun. I, I picked Jimmy win. Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson's uh, gonna wreck the car and he's never gonna finish the road I, course race again. Can I pick a terrible three, road like, course racer? Can I pick three drivers combined? Like some combination between Jordan Taylor, Kimmy Raikkonen, and Jensen Button. You can Jordan either Taylor's have gonna be a blast. <laughs> you can either have the two F one guys or Jordan Taylor. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to take the two F1 guys. Give wow. me Kimmy and Jensen. So. I'm surprised Ooh. by that. 
That is so cool that they got Jordan to or sorry, uh, Rodney Sandstorm to drive the nine. So, do you think he shows up in Rodney Stans Sandstorm garb, or do you think he's... he better? He's gotta <laughs> right. That's like, like the whole thing, you can't make your NASCAR debut and not be Rodney Sandstorm. They should wrap the car in Dupont colors for one. Uh... <laughs> sorry, Byron, you're running the nine this week. <laughs> do it. Uh, think, awesome. think about the social media buzz and content oh, yeah. you'd be able to make. That that is, I was just thinking about how, on like that would go so hard, and the like the merch the would merch. go crazy. I wonder the if he's gonna have any merch. Crazy. Probably not. Probably not. It's a missed opportunity. His yeah. name isn't even on the door, right? So. Mm-hmm. It's a missed opportunity, hundred yeah. percent. I. Th this is why I wish. NASCAR were brave again, or like not not NASCAR as like the entity of NASCAR, but like NASCAR as like a community, NASCAR as like an industry. You know, there's like there's everyone's just really safe and towing the lines and staying right in there and just making sure they stay all nice and inside the sponsors' appreciation bubble. When we could have got a rainbow Napa Napa car or something for Jordan Taylor and the Rodney Sandstorm connection would have been unbelievable yeah. and the merch would have gone crazy and NASCAR streetwear would have gone absolutely nuts because it's rainbow merch and it's coming back and it. But instead, he's just gonna drive the Napa car that no one thinks looks good anymore. And it's going to be largely forgotten about because Chase Elliott's going to be on the door and on the on the name banner. Yeah, I saw a thing about that the other day that annoys the hell out of me how they don't update the name banners. Oh my and god! It was like Brendan Gone driving one car, or it was a car with Brendan Gone's name on it, but somebody else is driving it. And they, oh god, it's so stupid. Didn't we literally have this conversation a couple weeks ago on here? I think we may have yeah. done it last week, maybe. Uh, and so Matthew it. wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, you don't listen to the show. Oh, that's cool. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet, so. I've been busy. Busy boy. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson taking, bringing all that sponsorship money in from uh, one of the sponsors <laughs> that was already there with Legacy Motor Club. Love it. That's right, baby. Love it. And that I plain blue car. Can't wait to watch Eric Jones drive the Allegiant Airlines <laughs> Chevrolet again. <laughs> Everything's fine here at Legacy Motor Club. <laughs> no need to look. Seriously, I'm concerned. Like, I didn't expect yeah. anything crazy, but I at least expected something. It's, uh, it's gone Jones from, like, sucks. this is cool to, like... It's like, oh, Guns N' Roses car, this is a cool idea. And then I'm like, wait a minute, why is it a Guns N' Roses car in the biggest race of the year? That's a little <laughs> weird. He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, I just just really like paradise city you know <laughs> hold on love the burnout game sweet child of mine man awesome <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> you guys ever heard the song it's called november rain it's awesome <laughs> it's got two guitar solos in it. okay but but we need money <laughs> the guitar solos <laughs> yeah but slash he's playing in front of a church <laughs> uh, that bit was stupid but i loved it oh man Oh, that's the end of this you know, week. Chinese democracy wasn't that bad. Let's be real, okay? I know it took like 14 years to come out. Mm. <laughs> hey. Seeing who's up to date on their guns now and roses right deep. now. <laughs> Jordan Taylor is going to be in the nine car for Coast of the Americas, if you didn't know that already. Legacy Motors Club can't find a sponsor for the 43. Folks, again, can't What's thank new? you. <laughs> Thanks, Focus Factor. Um, 
once again, folks, can't thank you enough for watching this week. Um, again, great viewership last week. Really appreciate that. Make sure if you are coming back to watch these again, click the like button, subscribe again. Doing those things does really help support us here on our YouTube platform. Also, making sure you're following us on um, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform um, you're listening to us on. If you're listening to just the audio version at work or whatever it may be. Uh, making sure that you, you're following, you click like on those as well. That's a big help. Remember, you can follow the official Fake Racers podcast account at Fake Racers on Twitter to stay up to date when new episodes get uploaded. Um, you can also follow the Fake Official Racers podcast at the same place, too. <laughs> that one, like, threw me for a loop. <laughs> Don't I'm give like me that look, Joe. A, <laughs> I'm in a different zone at the um, moment. We got the Boyos links down in the video description below. <laughs> Davey's got D7H5er with an ER at the end on Twitch. Uh, at D7H5 on Instagram. And at Davey Hazard on Twitter. And he also has a really cool Parker Clearman bounty food country USA Chevrolet. Custom. A custom. From Chesapeake? Yes, from Chesapeake. Nice. Very, very, very well done. Very, very cool. Um, super easy guy to deal with. Um, check him out. Support him. He's cool. This thing's awesome. Is that one he won in at Dega or? I don't think, I think he ran that at. Uh, that, this was like dirt, Bristol Dirt. This okay. Was, um, or Knoxville, yeah. I think. It's one of those I don't things. recall. Um, Matthews at msteelman51 on Twitter. Uh, you can stay up to date when he tells people to F off and has yeah. meaningless arguments with them on Twitter. It's quite enjoyable, actually. So. Which is fun. Yeah, I was going to say. That, that's, it does a pretty it, good I job at that. Uh, like so. Once a week, I'm like, I need to clap back at this guy real quick. Hang yeah. <laughs> Always good for a little bit of a, you know, milk up your nose yeah. moment in the middle of the week if you need one of those. So I'll tweet more about Guns N' Roses if you guys want me to. So. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us in the comments below. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Folks, again, though, um, guess heard of this band Velvet Revolver? It's like Guns N' Roses, but with a different singer. All right, you can follow us at Johto Network, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and of course on YouTube. Um, that's about it. So, uh, for all of us here at the Fake Racers Podcast this week, and of course, our beautiful sound producer, Bristol, uh, we'll Bristol see you guys did a next good job week. Today. We'll Bristol see you guys did a really good job today on the Fake Racers Podcast. Really good job he did. did a great job did. today. Yep. It was more important that Bristol did a good job and everyone yep. knew. In my opinion. All right. Bye.